Our Democrat friends always tell us to protect the children at all costs. Well, today, we tell you how on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. My dad always says that freedom is not passed on through DNA, but rather it must be fought for and protected by every generation. That is why it is never too early to be involved in faith, politics, and commerce. I'm only 14 years old, and I'm already a Kingdom Patriot. You should be too. Join the fight for faith and freedom. Go to kingdompatriot.us today. Welcome to this week's News in Review. Once again, there's way too much to report, so we're just going to hit on the highlights as best as we can. But before we dive in, just a sobering reminder of the anniversary of 9-11. I want to say to all those families of the first responders and all those families of the victims of 9-11, we will not forget. We will not forget the attack, and we will not forget the sacrifice. We will continue to honor them all, and we'll do so again and again here at the Kingdom Patriot Group. Now, topping the list of world news is the death of Queen Elizabeth, which ends her 70-year reign as the Queen and the British royal family. If you listen to even just a few of her speeches, you will realize that she was in all aspects a stateswoman. Even though she had no political power, the role was never too big for her, and she served her country well. It's really sad that so many on the left are already politicizing the Queen as an indictment of all of British history. In fact, to quote Yuju Anya, a professor at Carnegie Mellon University, she says, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. This is just another example of these type of people are quote-unquote educating our students in college. In political news, a judge ruled that there can be a special magistrate appointed to review the documents raided and removed at Trump's Mar-a-Lago location. The judge instructed both Trump's lawyers and the DOJ to submit the recommendations, which is being done as we speak. Once again, there'll be more to come. In election integrity news, 19 people were charged in Florida for voting when they were ineligible. All 19 had prior murder or sexual offense convictions, which in Florida disqualifies them for being eligible to vote. Many of the 19 people said they were told by government officials that they were eligible. And people are shocked why we're concerned about election honesty. Give me a break. Now, remember how we keep saying that faith, politics, and commerce intersect? Well, in Freedom News, we see a perfect example of this from Visa Credit Card Company. Visa announced on Saturday that it will separately categorize gun shop sales, joining MasterCard and American Express, which have already said that they will do the same. In the past, a credit card purchase was just like any other purchase. When it was done at the gun shop, it was categorized as general merchandise, as it should be. But the International Organization for Standardization added a new merchant code, and these credit cards are following suit. I think it's pretty easy to see where this is going. First you track, then you regulate then you eliminate. In absolutely stunning anti-free speech news, the Children's Health Defense Organization is reporting that California passed Bill 2098 on August the 29th, and it currently awaits Governor Gavin Newsom's signature. 
This bill is the first in the nation that would subject doctors and others to disciplinary action up to and including the revocation of their medical license to practice medicine for spreading COVID-19 misinformation. This bill uses language like dangerous propagators and unprofessional conduct. And what misinformation are we talking about? Well, as the bill states, it's information related to the nature and the risk of the COVID-19 virus, its prevention and treatment, and the development, safety, and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. In fact, it defines misinformation as any false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus contrary to the standard of care. I'm stunned at the hubris. Are we talking about the misinformation from the CDC that masks don't work, but then do work, but then don't work? Or are we talking about public scrubbing of data that changed the entire narrative? Or are we talking about a physician's mere opinion of the interpretation of data? No, my fellow Kingdom Pagers, this is not about misinformation or saving the public from a disease. This is another assault on free speech and sadly is par for the course for the radical left. The left openly touts a modified version of Henry Ford's you can have any color you want so long as it's black. In this case, in regards to COVID-19 or any other liberal, deeply held belief, you're free to have any opinion you want so long as it agrees with them. In other free speech news, we go to Louisville, Kentucky. Chelsea Nelson owns her own photography studio, and she serves clients of all backgrounds, including LGBTQ. But she does draw the line in expressing messages that she disagrees with, such as her photographs being used for political messages. For her, it's not so much who is asking for the picture, but it's more how is her photography being used. But there's a Louisville law that actually requires her to create photographs and write blogs celebrating same-sex marriage. And if she refused to follow her own beliefs, the city could investigate her, impose fines, and even issue court orders. And she just couldn't do this because she believes in God's design, in a biblical design for marriage. Well, she recently won a victory in federal district court when it said Louisville violated the First Amendment and wrote, quote-unquote, the government may not force singers, writers, photographers to articulate messages that they don't support because speech is categorically different under the federal constitution. Local laws must treat it differently as well. After all, freedom of speech, especially for minority views, is a core premise of our democratic republic. You know, there's so much in the story, and the federal district court absolutely got it right. But what is so disturbing is that she had to go to court in the first place. But even then, the court erroneously mentioned, it was more like a vague mention, that Chelsea's view, quote-unquote, is a minority view. That's not true. I think the majority of Americans have these biblical-held views of what marriage actually is. This fall, the U.S. Supreme Court is actually going to hear a case, Creative versus Alenis, which it's really almost an identical case. And hopefully the Supreme Court of the United States is also going to affirm this right to free speech. For this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. While today's podcast is focused on some very nefarious activity occurring in Michigan, I encourage you to listen no matter what state you're from, because this has huge implications. Well, today here on The Grid, we have two special guests with us, Jenny Cummings with Berrien County Right to Life and Chris Gass with the Right to Life of Michigan. Welcome, Jenny. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. It's so great to have you today. I would like you guys to share just a little bit about the role that you play and how you got to that position 
And before we dive into today's topic, Jenny, why don't you start? Certainly. My name is Jenny Cummings, and I am the president of Bering County Right to Life. One year ago today, I was elected to this position. Our previous president had resigned. It wasn't at a position that I sought out, but I felt that it was a position that God called me to. And I felt like Esther with Mordecai's famous words to her for such a time as this. And so um, I am uh, excited to be in this position. And I know that we have a lot of work to do. And so for such a time as this, uh, there is a lot of work that needs to be accomplished in letting people know about this ballot proposal. Thank you, Jenny. And Chris, what role do you play? Because you're not actually in Berrien County. You're about an hour and a half north. I am. Uh, so my role here at Right to Life of Michigan is education coordinator. Uh, I've worked here at Right to Life of Michigan since 2008. Uh, it's kind of a uh, reluctant sign up to the pro-life movement when I was in college, getting involved with student activities. And then over the course of the 20 years, I've had a variety of roles here at Right to Life of Michigan. Uh, and now currently I'm, I'm pro-life at the office and I'm pro-life at home. Uh, I serve as the board chair for Protect Life Michigan, which organizes all of the college student groups across the state. We're so glad to have you both. Well, Chris and Jenny, while we would always welcome you on this program, because here at the Kingdom Patriot Group, we are staunchly pro-life. We believe that the Lord values life, that he loves life, and this is his creation. We could talk about that for podcasts on end. But today, we're here to talk about some specific activity that has very dire consequences. Chris, can you tell our audience exactly what that is? Yeah, so Proposal 3 will be on the ballot in Michigan in November, and this is a constitutional amendment that will, in their words, create a reproductive freedom for all right. Uh, what this amendment actually does is it gives everyone, including children, an unlimited right to pregnancy and all matters related to it. That includes abortion, uh, includes other topics like transgender issues and whatnot. Um, right is delineated in this amendment to basically mean uh, there can be no limits applied to it. So every pro-life law that we have in the state on abortion pretty much will be gone if this amendment passes. This amendment text says that no one's individual autonomous decision-making can be restricted in any way. So, I mean, we call it the anything goes abortion amendment, but that applies to any topic you can imagine remotely related to pregnancy. And this amendment starts in the words of the authors of it at birth. So this right starts applying to children at birth and all the way through. And so basically every single state law and regulation in the state of Michigan that touches on pregnancy in any way will be changed or completely repealed by this constitutional amendment. Chris, if I read light, there's actually 11 pro-life or pro-life related laws that would be repealed as part of this amendment. Is that correct? Yeah. So when they were doing their petition drive, part of Michigan law is that you have to list every section of the constitution that will be affected by your constitutional amendment. And they did list a stunning number of sections of the Michigan Constitution that will be changed in some way by this amendment. So how the other side is selling it is, oh, this just codifies Roe versus Wade. It's not really changing anything, but it's really a Trojan horse. And 
part of me is having a tough time deciding if they know that this is a Trojan horse and it's going to do all these terrible things, or if they're just incompetent and it's written so poorly that it's going to drastically change life for everyone in the state of Michigan. That is incredibly sobering. Jenny, do you have any thoughts on this? I do. It's going to result in untold suffering for women, for the baby in the womb, and abortion will be available through all nine months of pregnancy. And then infant side could even happen. Uh, women could decide after their child is born that they could kill the baby. And so what women think is a really good thing in their favor, in their rights, is really going to cause a lot of suffering because it's going to result in anybody can become an abortionist and they don't have to be licensed. And so we're going backwards. We're going to go backwards to back alley abortions and things of that nature. And so it's really not promoting women's right. It's really going to be very destructive. It's hard for me to even respond because this is so sobering and so heavy. Chris, did I understand you correctly that there's no age limit? That if there was a 14-year-old young girl who had gone through puberty and got pregnant, she could have an abortion? That's right. So the amendment is very vague. It just says individual. It doesn't say woman. It doesn't delineate between an adult and a child. The other side repeatedly in news interviews has said various things. They said that this right applies from birth. They said that parents shouldn't make these decisions for children. You know, this is what they are saying about their own amendment. Now that they're in a little bit of hot water, they're trying to kind of take it back. But there's really no take backsies on, on the language, which is very clear when you actually get in and read it. So, yes, if a 14-year-old wants to have an abortion, then she has a unlimited right to do that. You can't restrict her autonomous decision-making in any way, and abortion obviously relates to pregnancy. So what this would mean practically is that a parent not only, you know, isn't responsible for giving consent for a child seeking an abortion, but they don't even need to know. Uh, a even a parental notification law, currently in Michigan it's parental consent, but even a parental notification law would be struck down as unconstitutional if this passes. And this right, this broad right to pregnancy applies to children in all matters. So it's not just abortion. You know, if a 14-year-old wants to get pregnant with her 24-year-old boyfriend, you know, reading this text, I don't see how the state could punish, you know, the 24-year-old for exercising his autonomous decision-making with the 14-year-old. So I don't know Michigan law real well, but am I correct to assume that the only way to amend the Constitution of Michigan is through a ballot initiative? Right. So any mistakes that are in this amendment are essentially permanent fixtures of Michigan. And then in order to change it, you know, the legislature just can't vote on it and do a little quick fix. It has to be this long process of collecting hundreds of thousands of signatures, raising you know, millions of dollars, and having a fight over this amendment all over again. Even the smallest mistake is a permanent fixture of, of Michigan and takes a huge undertaking to, to change that in any way. So there's no 
there's no second real um, chances on this if, if it's not right. And obviously, you know, it's not right. Yeah, that, I, that's what I was thinking, Chris. And that's why it makes me so nervous is because the effort, the heavy lift to undo this evil act would be monumental. That is just giving me a sense of urgency. And another thing that I noticed that also is really concerning to me is that I think this needed 400, 425,000 signatures in order to make it on the ballot, but that over 800,000 were actually accumulated. That means almost a million people in Michigan signed this petition. Jenny, does that surprise you? Does that concern you? It is very concerning. And they were struggling to get signatures before the leak of Roe v. Wade. And then after it was leaked, then there was a spike. And that is how they obtained that many signatures. And it is very concerning that people are asking for this to be a vote, that we would vote on killing babies and allowing our children to be subject to making decisions without parental guidance. And so it's very scary that our culture has reached this level of immorality and not even sure the word to describe it. Do you think in, at all, because I know that my wife gave me a heads up that when at some point these signatures were being gathered, that the wording and the descriptive nature of what was being asked was highly deceptive. Did you find that to be true? Yes. And I have it right here if you would like for me to read it to you. Absolutely. All right. Proposed Michigan Constitutional Amendment to establish new individual right to reproductive freedom, including right to make and carry out all decisions about pregnancy, such as prenatal care, childbirth, postpartum care, contraception, sterilization, abortion, miscarriage management, and fertility. Allow state to prohibit abortion after fetal viability unless needed to protect a patient's life or physical or mental health. Forbid state discrimination in enforcement of the right. Prohibit prosecution of an individual or person helping a pregnant individual for exercising rights established by this amendment and invalidate all state laws that conflict with this amendment. So what we see here is that uh, all the protections that we have worked so hard to put in place are going to be repealed. And so that is why it's called the Anything Goes Amendment. That's what it seems like, because really, in my mind, this is a right to abortion amendment. This is the knee-jerk reaction to, fine, if Roe v. Wade is going to tell us this is not a federal right, we're absolutely going to make sure it's a state right. But abortion is buried in that list. And this is just a personal bent of mine. But anytime reproductive freedom is used in the same context of abortion, I just get so fired up because abortion can only occur after reproduction has occurred. Pregnancy is, is part of that reproduction process. You already had the freedom to reproduce. Now you're just wanting to commit murder to end that. So I get very frustrated when I see that because I think the title of it is highly, highly deceptive. Exactly. So when people read this, it sounds like, oh, yes, that sounds like a really good thing. Sure, I want these freedoms to be able to choose. It is my right as a woman to be able to make these decisions. But uh, really, it is very confusing. It doesn't give us the whole picture, and it's going to cause a lot of pain. So I know that we could talk about this all afternoon. I think we're all on the same page. 
This is kind of par for the course for the pro-abortion movement. It's deceptive. It's not God-fearing at all. It tries to slide things in that um, so you won't notice and you'll end up voting for something that, that you don't understand or don't fully understand the implications. But I want to switch gears for a second, Chris, and ask, okay, we realize that there's lots of Christians out there, many pro-lifers out there. What can we do? How do we get involved on a scale where we're pushing back against such a large movement? And so if somebody asked you, Chris, what can they do? What would you say when we return? Have you told your friends and family about Biden's latest teleprompter gaffe? Which one, you ask? There's so many to choose from. But if you're having a good laugh at the family picnic about Biden's latest incomprehensible rant, then perhaps you should mention the Kingdom Paycheck Group and our podcast, The Grid. Why? Because we're actually doing something positive to try and improve our country instead of destroying it like that Looney Tune. Tell your family to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us and listen to The Grid on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a host of other platforms. We grow when you talk. That's kingdompatriot.us. So if somebody asked you, Chris, what can they do? What would you say? Well, the first thing I would tell them to do is go to the website for the coalition that's opposing it, and that is supportmiwomenandchildren.org. Uh, what they can do at the website is they can sign up. They can be on our weekly email list. So they are up to date on uh, our talking points and the issues that we're focusing on. They can donate because we are going to be running, I believe we reserved hopefully uh, $16 million worth of TV ads. I'm not sure that we have that all paid for yet. So we're going to have to counter the other side and not just the other side and their own advertising, but the media which is going to carry water for them, is going to quote experts who are playing for the other team, who are, pretend to be neutral, uh, who have already said, oh, well, this sure, this applies to children, but we can still have parental consent for abortion. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. But when you hear that opinion from uh, someone who says, I'm, you know, I'm a, law, a lawyer at U of M, carries weight with a lot of people. They can sign up there also to do door-to-door. We're going to have a heavy door-to-door effort. We're going to be sending people out all through the state, finding uh, persuadable people, uh, not just pro-life people, but uh, anybody really should be opposing this. Even people who call themselves pro-choice should really be taking pause at all of the stuff that's in this. It's going to be put in our constitution permanently. And then, of course, you know, you have to talk about it because, you know, we can do advertising. Uh, we can do door to door. But we're going to need people amplifying that message on their own through social media, on podcasts such as this, in personal conversations. And I would just encourage people to not leave anything on the table. Don't just assume because, you know, your friend kind of supports abortion that they would vote for this. If you explain it properly to them, they should be horrified, too, thinking that a, a child from birth has an unlimited right to pregnancy and abortion. So that's really helpful. And I think all of the time, you know what, if you can post a little video of Johnny tripping and falling in the mud on Facebook, surely you can post some information about this to get the word out. Jenny, so, so Chris is really talking about more globally in the state of Michigan. What about here in Berrien County? What can we do? Yes, on a local level, you can visit our website where we have resources available. We are also having an event on Saturday, September 24th from 11 to 2 
at Baroda Township Park. We are trying to raise funds to help get the word out. It takes a lot of money to do TV commercials and to do mailings. And so we are doing a fundraiser. Another thing that you can do is take ownership of the information with your kids. Talk to your kids about what God's word says about about babies and about life and how he's the creator of life and that God loves babies and children are a gift from the Lord. Also, could you please go vote? One vote is going to make a huge difference with this ballot proposal. It is going to affect the lives of many either way. And so um, Christians have separated themselves from voting, not wanting to be a part of the political process because it's distasteful. But we are talking about people's lives here. And how can we sit back in apathy and just allow this to happen? And then also, we're talking about taxpayer money here being used for abortions. Do we want our tax dollars to go towards this? You really need to, to think about the, the larger implications of this ballot proposal. This proposal goes too far. There are going to be unintended consequences. And so it's really important that you get educated, that you understand what's going to happen with this, and that you make sure that when you go to the polls, that you know what you are voting for. That is that is great advice. It is frustrating for me for years. It's been so frustrating to me that faith should be the primary driver of our values and our values should be driving our votes. And I see that same disconnect that you do. So just just to be clear, I assume that on the ballot, the language will be as you read. So the so to make it simple for all of our voters, when it comes to the proposed amendment to the Constitution, the vote is no. Correct? Correct. Vote no on proposal three. Vote no on proposal three. Correct. So, Chris, Jenny, we've been primarily talking about proposal three in the state of Michigan, but I suspect this has far greater implications. Chris, if you're from another state, if you're in the state of Texas or Florida, why would you be concerned about this? You should be concerned for two big reasons. The first one, if you looked and saw what happened with Kansas trying to put a amendment into their constitution that says the constitution is abortion neutral. Uh, the other side mischaracterized that and that effort failed in Kansas. And what, what I've seen is an explosion in confidence in the other side feeling really down after Roe versus Wade was overturned. And suddenly, you know, they believe they have a majority and they, and they're acting like it. They're strutting around, harassing us online constantly saying, you know, supermajority is behind us. Why are you even talking? And so uh, we don't want to give them that confidence. We lose this here in Michigan. That means they're going to have the confidence to do this same thing with this same language in other states. And then the second reason people should be concerned is as bad as this language is, some of these terms that we're seeing in it, we're seeing cropping up in other states, like California, for example, where um, this term in the amendment that the state can't do, uh, can't penalize or prosecute anyone for a, quote, alleged pregnancy outcome, unquote, which basically means uh, if you dump your baby in the garbage after birth, you can claim that the baby was stillborn and you can't do anything about it because you're just alleging this pregnancy outcome of infanticide. We saw that in California's bill on this very topic. They've seen it in other states. So if this succeeds in Michigan, not only is it going to give confidence to the other side and they're going to push harder and their donors are going to donate more and their volunteers are going to volunteer more, 
they're going to use this same language that's beginning to crop up in other states and they're going to try to push it in your state's uh, code of laws or in your state's constitution. So Chris, if I'm living in the state of Texas, how would I find out if there is this movement behind the scenes that's trying to gather signatures? Is there a national right to life organization that's keeping tabs on that? How would I get that information? So your best bet is to go to your local state right to life organization. So for example, Texas right to life in Texas, uh, you know, thankfully Texas has a, a much better political climate than Michigan, but you can't just rest assured that it's going to be that way forever or that just because you have a majority that the other side isn't organizing and doing all these things in the background. So if I were in Texas, for example, you know, Texas right to life, if I were in Florida, Florida Right to Life, go to your local pro-life organizations in the state and uh, get involved there. Because again, now that Roe versus Wade is overturned, this is a 50-state battle. And even though we're kind of seem like we're on our own in each state, you know, what we do in each state is going to matter and is going to have some impact and influence on what's happening in other states. That's great information. I really appreciate that. Final thoughts when we return. You're listening to The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. You can find us on the web at kingdompatriot.us. Join us in the fight for faith and freedom, Mondays, on your favorite podcast platform. So as we think about some of these things and we bring this podcast to a close, are there any other thoughts, Chris or Jenny, that you would like to share that you're like, I really want the audience to hear this? Yes, previously you were asking what people can do, and we are in need of volunteers for this election. We are in need of people to make phone calls to our list, to pro-lifers on our list, and we need people to put out yard signs, and we need people to go door-to-door, and we need people to share Facebook posts and Instagram. If you're voting absentee, if you're using an absentee ballot, then we need to make sure that you get that sent in on time. And so if you're not going to do an absentee ballot, then please go to the polls and vote on November 8th. So there are things that you can do locally to help us out here. And we would just really would appreciate it. Chris, any closing thoughts? You have just one section of the amendment that we didn't talk about yet. But just to keep in mind, the amendment has this very vague sentence that says the state shall not discriminate in the protection or enforcement of this fundamental right. So you may think that, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to have an abortion. This doesn't affect me, but it's going to affect your children. It's going to reach into your parental relationship. Uh, And not only that, with this kind of vague non-discrimination language and what we see on other issues uh, in other states and and nationally, they're not going to leave you alone. You're not even going to be able to be free to speak against it, to even practice your own conscience as an individual. So not doing something on this topic, if, if you value life at all, uh, is just not an option. Chris Gass, Jenny Cummings, thank you so much for being guests on The Grid today. The information that you shared uh, is so near and dear to my heart because I truly believe that the Lord, who is the author and creator of life, is on the side of life. And we need to protect that life in every single way we can. So I first just want to thank you so much for being on here. But second, for all the work that you do, for all the hours, the blood, sweat, and tears that you're pouring into this to save the life of a single child. And if you guys are okay with it, I think I would like to close today's podcast lifting up 
all these babies, lifting up this movement and lifting them up in prayer. You guys okay with that? Certainly. Yes. So Lord, I just thank you so much for Chris and Jenny and their work that they're doing, Lord. I know that you love life. Father, you've talked about in your word that children are a heritage from the Lord and blessed is the man whose quiver is full. Father, we know that you love children. Jesus said that unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. We don't even really have to debate that. But what grieves me, Father, is that so many people do not see that. So many people do not understand that. So Lord, as we pray and we lift up these unborn babies to you, we also pray, Father, that the veil of deceit would be lifted from the eyes of millions. That, Father, that your spirit would convict. That, Lord, we would not beat them over the head as strongly as we feel about the right to life, Father, but that your love would shine through, Father, that you would open their hearts to see the atrocity of this movement and for them to see, to have mercy and compassion and a desire for life. Because, Lord, no law, no movement, no legislation, nothing truly is going to change unless you change the hearts of your people. And we ask, Lord, that the hearts of your people would turn back to you. We pray, Father, that your spirit would make a mighty move on all people, Lord, that they would turn back to you, that they would see the value of life. We know, we trust you, Father. We, are, we know, Father, that if you can part the Red Sea and you can send Israel across the Jordan, Father, if you could perform all these miracles, Father, you also can perform miracles here. So we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And we just ask that we would see a miracle in this arena so that children might be saved. We thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining today. I really look forward. Maybe in the future, we can have you guys on again as guests. We'd be happy to be here. Thanks for taking the time on this issue. Yes, I've not ever done anything like this before. I hope it was okay. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. Music